Apple held its spring event on Tuesday, and it was chock full of new goodies. We'll go over the new iPhone SE, iPad Air, the Mac Studio, the Apple Studio Display, and more on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Don't go away. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Robin Loyal, uh, here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. So, Apple did the spring back up the truck and dump some new products on us. <laughs> I know that they're sounds not, a little crude. Quite spring events. <laughs> that sounded cruder than I uh, was thinking. Yeah, so we got some new gear. In the intro, I said, and more, and that's the topic I want to talk about first, and we all want to talk about it. That's Major League Baseball on Apple TV+. Yeah, Plus. that's huge. It's actually, <laughs> if you are a baseball fan, it's actually kind of neat because they're not charging you anymore. Watching baseball is a, is a, is a major pain in the ass. <laughs> So I live in Connecticut. I don't have cable, so I have streaming, which means I can't get anything. If I subscribe to the Major League Baseball League, uh, whatever it's called, League Pass or something, which I'm happy to do, I can't watch Yankees games or Red Sox games or Mets games because everything's blocked out around me because I live in this like 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 no man's land. So I'm I'm beholden to whatever's on ESPN or Fox or TBS or whatever's whoever's showing whatever. So honestly, I'm pretty excited about the like watching two games a week on, on Apple TV. Yeah, the 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 thing they're gonna add is it's it's on Friday nights, a doubleheader, two games, and they don't tell you which games they're gonna be. And I think it you might still be in that situation where you'll get different stuff in different parts of the country, maybe. Right? I'd be surprised. I don't know. Usually with when you know, if they made this deal, uh-huh. I gotta assume they're gonna lift whatever blackout restrictions. Now, I if you know. subscribe to League Pass, you'll lose them. Like they won't be on that. But they right. I think I would be very surprised if Apple's supplying regional content based on where you live. That's that's a lot of work. I would not be surprised if that was a necessary thing to secure this deal because those uh broadcast agreements that are preventing uh, even Major League Baseball from doing it themselves on their own streaming platform is because of all these contracts they have with local broadcasters and which have got to go. Like as soon as those contracts are up, they've got to stop these exclusivity deals because yeah, it's, 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 and, but they won't because they're, they're making tons of money on it. Tons of, yeah, but you've got to figure they can make more money directly from streamers who would rather pay and see their own local games. Um, anyway, like point point is, uh, you're going to get a double header game on Friday nights with a pre and post game live shows, and we don't know which game which games they're going to be. Well, we'll find out right. when the it'll season be, starts. It'll be different every week. In the U.S., there's going to be a weekly show that's going to be like plays and check in, look ins on games and stuff like that every weeknight. Did they didn't cool. say what time? <laughs> <laughs> but there will be a live show well, we, at some time. Yeah, the the caveat here is we don't even know if there's going to be a baseball season. But that, yeah, but there will be a week every week night. People in the U.S. will get a show called MLB Big Inning, and it's a it's a live show that where they'll show highlights of games and look ins. And then in U.S. and Canada, there's going to be a twenty four seven streaming channel that's just going to show baseball stuff all the time, replays, news, games old games, whatever, you know, it's the, the ESPN three of like baseball just all, all day long. <laughs> That's kind of neat. Just had that. It's a 24 seven channel. It's, it's, you know, so big with baseball. I, I, a lot of people complained about this cause they're like, other oh, countries exist and stuff. It's like, look, they're doing this because the season, if there is one is <laughs> about to start. 
Yeah, it, it's it's surprising that this was a surprise because usually like variety and those types of of like industry places they they report on these deals long and we have heard rumors that they've been trying to get into live sports but this this is a big it's a big deal showing you know live look-ins and, and highlights and on-demand programs that's a that this is a massive i don't know what they paid but it was a lot of money and they're not charging more it's, it's not an add-on right it's not an add-on and it's also going to be free for a little while so it's kind of like a hook in. So they didn't say how long. It says a limited time. So that could be a week. It could be a month. I don't know. You know, you'll be able to watch a couple of games free, and then if you like it, you can subscribe to to Apple TV. So it's a it's a big it's a big deal, and it would be really sucky if they don't play a season this year for Apple. <laughs> They're in negotiations. They they appear to be very far apart. The uh, the players' union and the owners, and they usually wrap these things up. At some point, but we have we have had lockouts that have lasted the whole season before. So you know we'll we'll see. But if and when that does happen, it's great for people like me who are in these kind of no man lands. And it's you know it's a little sucky for people who pay for League Pass because they're going to lose those games and have to watch them on Apple TV, which means they got to buy another service. But you know that is what it is. That's just the nature of the beast, if you will. I think when does the season start? Like April. Right. Yeah, it's 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 right around April first. If if there's a season there's to be, they, yeah, they've already said that opening day is delayed. I don't know when exactly. I think it's just but a week. right around there. Yeah, but um, you know, they're still negotiating. We'll see. In Apple's event, that was followed up by the revealing of a new color for the iPhone. Yep, that's like an annual thing now, I guess, right? Yeah. This time they included the Pro. Yeah. Last right, last year it was just the. Just the iPhone, yeah. So we got variations of green. Yeah, I mean it's okay. I don't know. I guess I, I liked. Guess. I don't. I liked that. the green they had for the iPhone 12. The midnight green that yeah, was, that was nice. uh, darker. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, what uh, me and a lot of friends and stuff called Master Chief Green. <laughs> Just the <laughs> lot of Halo fans looked at it and said, "Oh my god, I have to get the Master Chief phone." I like that darker better. But it's not bad. It's not light. It's the I thought the purple was like a lavender. This is more of a regular. Yeah, game. and the iPhone 12, I think, had that really. It was almost like mint green. It was so light. Yeah, so I don't it, like it's that. just significantly like darker than that. Yeah. Yep. Not to go on this for too long, but I'm wondering now, in terms of my own personal buying habits, I've been buying every other year now, and I've been buying at the release. But now I'm wondering if I should wait to the spring so I can get the color. Yeah, to see what it is and get an option. Be like, yeah. oh, do I want that color? I'm going to recommend against delaying for six months because you probably need that phone to do some work, Roman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> well, that decision was made for me. So. <laughs> you can always sell this one and buy the, the new color. But here, well, here's a question. How many people use their phone without a case? I do. I don't use a case on mine, so I got the color that I like. But I'm going to... I'm going to assume 85, 90% of people use cases. So they call it. Yeah, really I matter. use case all the time because I just, the scuffs and stuff. In fact, Apple makes a green case that's almost exactly like this color. They already sell one. I mean, you can have a clear case. Yeah. But true. worry about colors. I, I worry much more about colors for things like Macs and stuff where you see it, it's big, it's got no case. Yeah. Look around on any bus or whatever, and it's like 99% of the people have a case on their phone. And the case is some gaudy, big plastic, ugly colored thing. Wait, to, so, to, each, to each their own. I, I, that's fine. They had that option to do that. But 
I don't know why you care so much what the color of your phone is when it's yeah, hidden. Like underneath. I said, I don't, I don't use a case. And I haven't, I've never, and I've also broken many phones. <laughs> so I probably yeah. should. <laughs> I just today, the phone, my phone fell out of my pocket and cracked the, um, oh. I have screen protector so that it cracks the screen protector and not my phone. <laughs> now would the phone screen have cracked? I don't know. The screen protectors are easier to scratch or crack. Yeah, yeah, I dropped. Yeah, I have the 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 13 Pro Max, and I want to say I've dropped this thing five times, like hard onto mm. tile floors and wood floors, and I don't have a scuff on it. It's it's a they did a good job with the with that ceramic shield. It's 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 solid. It's better. Yeah, yeah. And then that was followed up by the latest iPhone edition, the iPhone SE. This is the third generation. It's the second generation of the new design or the the new old design right yes and did it pretty much pan out what the rumors were saying it, it was exactly what the rumors said uh unfortunately let's say yeah, right like we when reading it it seemed like okay this is a fine but once once it was presented all at once it's like wow really like the the biggest sticking point is that it's now 429 which is only 30 dollars, but that's 10 percent uh eight percent more Mm-hmm. And you know, in that five G tax, yeah. So you and you're not getting the millimeter wave five G, which isn't a big deal for that phone. But right. what are you really paying extra for? The people who buy the iPhone SE mm-hmm. don't need five G. Don't need an A15 chip. They would be much happier with LTE and an A14 chip for two hundred or three hundred dollars. Well, the A14 supports five G just fine. Yeah, right. There you go. I mean, it's not as good at millimeter wave or something like that, but you don't have that anyway. Uh, but yeah, the I anybody in the market for this phone, the A13 and the A that from the old one, and the and the A15, they're not going to feel different to you. Exactly right. And they didn't change anything else. It's still the iPhone 8's body, which is a problem. I mean. It's really old at this point. They didn't change the camera optics or sensors or anything. So it doesn't have night mode or any of that stuff. I, I mean, that's, that's a, it's the same. They, they call them different things now, but yeah, they're the same. <laughs> still white, white, black, and product yeah, red. And red. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they didn't change anything except slap the, the A15 in there, which is the least important exactly thing they could right. have updated. Yeah. Uh, I understand some people are, are just dying to have touch ID. And so they don't want an iPhone like 13 mini or something because they want a small phone. I get that. Mm, sure. But iPhone 13 mini is even smaller with a bigger display because it doesn't have that huge forehead and chin. And just give us the phone with a touch ID and the side button and like you button, do on like the iPads. Right, exactly. Right. And, and then go, look, there, there's your touch ID. And yeah. we didn't have to do the true depth sensor and all that In other fact, stuff. That- if if it was an iPhone 11 with no Face ID and Touch ID in the in the home button for 429, that is a compelling phone with the A15 yeah. and 5G. Or the, I would think they would do the iPhone 10R, which was well, the yeah. low res LCD version of the screen, right? The 11 was OLED. No, the uh, it wasn't OLED, but it was high res and, and oh, okay. bigger. And so, um, uh, the 10R was the the else the low res LCD version of that display okay. and it was still pretty good it yeah. was much better than the iphone 8's display which is what you're getting here yeah um yeah, in mean, a lot of ways it's it's and what's really sucky is that we're gonna have this phone till like 2024 right <laughs> probably yeah yeah that'll be so i i really think they kind of uh, 
David wrote a, a column about how he thinks they kind of blew it. I, I, I tend to agree. I really think this is probably not the update they should have done, even as a budget phone. I feel like they just really half-assed it to use, you know, that phrase. Just, it just seems like they didn't put the effort into making a great phone. I mean, they didn't really do anything. They just upgraded the chip in the 5G. Yeah. And they, you got a couple of a couple of new camera things that has photographic styles, deep fusion, not important features. It doesn't have right the, the computational photography stuff, one. not the stuff that needs a better sensor or optics. Yeah, right. Like it, you're still going to have lower quality images than the A15 with better sensor and optics plus night mode and all that other stuff. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that sensor, they, they don't disclose what it is. And some people have looked in and it's some version of a Sony X more RX from like eight years ago. You know, it was like a three-year-old sensor when the iPhone eight came out <laughs> and it's yeah. now it's ancient and you could do a lot with the computational photography stuff, but there's a limit, you know? And the front cameras, you know, uh, still that's like seven megapixel with yeah, 1080p, whereas yeah. like they everything else is 12 with 4K uh, and stuff, yeah. you know, people take selfies a yeah. lot. Or <laughs> like, FaceTime or Zoom or whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I really feel like they, they could have done a great, it's not a, it's not a great consumer budget camera. The processor was not the problem they needed to solve. (laughs) If if it was this phone for $299, then then we're talking. Or even with a A14 or something. Yeah. Or they just didn't change anything and just said the new we're not we're making a new iPhone SE, we're just Just dropping the price a hundred dollars on the old one. I would have even that I even would have recommended. I would have said, like, yeah, that's a great budget. That's awesome at that price. They didn't do any of those things. Mm -hmm. It, like I said, it's, like we said, it's, it's more. It's yeah, thirty thirty dollars more. <laughs> yep. And you're not getting those like cheapo carrier discount things that they did either. Like those are gone now. Right. So it's four twenty nine, even if you get a three eighteen T of Verizon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I agree. Missed missed opportunity, and we're gonna deal with this now for the next year and a half to two years. Like this is this is Apple's budget option, which is yeah. okay. I mean, you're better off getting an iPhone 11, even though it has an A13. That's if that's 4.99. Yeah, I mean, at you the know, at the you're, price, you're giving up some stuff. You're giving up. You're giving up some stuff. You're getting some other stuff, right? As as a result, you know, um, we'll go through and compare like what you get and what you don't. But I still don't. For, for that matter, all these people say I on a small phone. Okay, I get that. It's not as small as you think because 4.7 inches. It's just because it has a big forehead and chin that it's 4.7 yeah. inches. But um, it's like the size and, of a 12 mini ish. It's a. It's, it's a, bigger. It's, it's right around there. It's okay, a much yeah, bigger. It's actually significantly bigger than a 12 mini, but the screen is smaller. Right. <laughs> significantly smaller. But the. Um, other people just go like, I, I need touch ID and I, I don't get that. Like I get that face ID is weird at first, but it adds up. First of all, if you ever wear gloves, you're going to hate the touch ID is the worst. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, the thing where you, your notifications show, but not with the info, unless you look at the screen, mm-hmm. that's too good. It like, is. <laughs> and, and, 
Yeah, whereas, you know, the Touch ID phones, as soon as you touch that Touch ID, they, it unlocks the phone and goes to the home screen and you don't see it, right? So Apple also released a new iPad Air. And this is mostly what we expected. I guess we, we thought they would do an A15 and they surprised us with the M1. But I think this is a good upgrade because they just did all the other stuff with the iPad Air. They just did the new design and the second gen mm-hmm. pencil and the Touch ID button and all that stuff. So they, it's a about eighteen months ago, and there's really not much else they can do design wise. Yeah, they don't they don't need to do anything else. Yeah. So now it's like, what do you get with the Pro? Well, slightly slimmer bezels. You get the you don't get HDR until you get the big screen. The 12, so you get ProMotion, right? And like more speakers. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's like why get the why get it's, the eleven inch? Pro? Yeah, the eleven inch pro. I've always kind of railed against this, and people have have yelled at me on Twitter that it's 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 great. And I, you know, so the iPad Air, you got you got the M one. It has the it's the full M one. It's not the seven core. It's the eight core graphics. It has the eight core GPU, eight gigs of RAM. So you're missing out on the 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 higher RAM on the higher storage levels that the iPad Pro offers. Okay, I don't know if anyone's really looking for that. Uh, if, if you get a one terabyte. Um, if you get the one terabyte 11 inch iPad Air, you get 16 gigs of RAM with it. Okay, so we don't have that. Thunderbolt, uh, Thunderbolt versus USB C, also not a big deal. Face ID versus Touch ID. So there are some things, but pound for pound, if I'm if someone comes to me and it says, should I get the 11 inch Pro? I don't want the 12.9. I would I'd send them toward the to the Air. You're saving 200 yeah. bucks and you're getting yeah, a now very they, similar experience. Yeah. They did the front thing. Like, do you really need lidar? Right, like, yeah. and, 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 and the, I don't even know what the, that does. <laughs> the ultra wide rear camera, like, do you need that ultra wide rear camera? No, it's no. it's it's got the twelve megapixel ultra wide front with the center stage. That's what you want. Um, yep. You're giving yeah. a face face ID is probably the biggest difference. That's not worth two hundred dollars. I don't think. No, not with the not with Touch ID and the side button. Like t- t- giving it. It's worth that much to get rid of like the, all the bezels and all yeah, that yeah. other stuff in the, the home button on, on sure. the front, sure. but they did that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I was surprised after the iPhone SE increased to 429, I was very surprised that the iPad Air with the M1 stayed the same. I thought it would go up to, I don't know, 650 or something, 649, whatever it is. Um, that's an extreme, that's a bet. That's the best. If you can afford it. I mean, it's, it's not cheap. But that's the best, the sweet spot for everything that you're getting for the money that you're spending. And like you said, the the USB-C port being just USB-C speeds instead of Thunderbolt, like unless it's you're hooking iPad. up a yeah, fast it's a, it's hard drive. It's, it's not a Mac, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, like it still has display port output. So you can right. still hook up a monitor. Which no one's doing yeah. anyway, but okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, because right now you can only mirror, mirror, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. it cuts off the sides. It's, it's terrible. The software update could make that a lot better, um, but you could still do that. Like when that software update comes, you still get to display. So really, all it's all that extra speed is for is like a fast hard drive or something. I don't yeah, know. Right, I guess. <laughs> what do you yeah. really need? You know, you're getting your forty watt charging and stuff like that. So, yeah. The iPad Airs is is the winner, I think. Yeah, and um, even if so, even if the the 11 inch, presumably later this year gets an M2. I don't know. I mean, is that making any better? I don't think so. <laughs> I think the well, iPad it, Air is is 
if the sticking point for you is performance, you know, that's if that's what you're really after. I guess, but the I mean, the iOS, iPad OS, is it at all noticeable between like an A12 and an M1? I don't think so. That's what I mean. If, I, when you, if, if you're video rendering, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. So for most people, I think we've long said the iPad Air is kind of the sweet spot. Like the regular entry-level iPad, it's really affordable and it's great if you want to give your kids something to play with while you're on a car trip or something. But for the most people who want a nice tablet they can keep for years, the iPad Air is the, the way to go. And it seems like they, they're still filling that sweet spot. That's still the way to go. So the iPad Air and the iPhone SE, they're available for pre-order on Friday and they will start shipping on the 18th of this month yeah all the mac um, stuff went up for pre-order right away yeah that i mean i mean really who cares but that's so weird like why <laughs> i don't know like why does apple do that I, I don't know and ipads have to be on a friday but macs can go up just whenever <laughs> yeah well it's got it has to do with the volumes that maybe. they expect or something yeah, to give people time to get out of i don't know but the mac stuff that was the interesting little bit of a surprise there yes so the mac stuff was announced. That's available for, for, for pre-order now and ships on the 18th. We got the Mac Studio. Yeah. So th- this whole, just before you get going, Roman, this this whole part of the presentation was like, it, re- it reminded me of like the, like the real Mac days. Like this was super exciting, really cool stuff. Yeah. And it was surprising. We really didn't, it, like rumors about this stuff only dropped like in the last week. Before that, everybody was sure we were going to get a M2 MacBook Air and no new chips and maybe a Mac Mini with just the M2 in it or something. Or, that the, was like, M1, or, or the M1 Pro or something. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was it. We didn't get any of that. Instead, we got this other thing that is way more exciting. <laughs> so the Mac Studio itself as a whole is exciting, but I think the most exciting a part of the whole Mac Studio announcement was the introduction of another chip in the m1 lineup i think that got everyone by surprise yep uh, because there weren't any rumors about this at all there's the new m1 ultra yeah which i want to add an exclamation point to the end (laughs) i think there should be an exclamation point at the end of that i i want to be in apple's naming meetings (laughs) to see what what names don't make the cut (laughs) yeah so this Ultra is available in the high-end, the top-of-the-line Mac Studio, which sells for three ninety-nine. Three nine ninety-nine. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, four hundred dollars? Sign me up. I'll buy, yeah, I'll take. I'll take four, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's no, cheap, one. cheaper than an iPhone SE, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's four. It's grand. a four thousand dollar machine. Yeah. Uh, the it has an M1 Ultra chip, and that chip has a 20-core CPU that's 16 performance cores and four efficiency cores. It has a 48-core GPU and a 32-core neural engine. Well, 64-core GPU, you can just get the 48-core version. You can get a cut-down. Right. It's two M1 Maxes. Glued it's, it's literally that's literally what it is yeah i i was reading editing jason's article last night and he explained it perfectly it's literally like they t- took like duct tape and put them together right <laughs> it's it's uh, we talked about it on the thing when we were talking about the mac pro what are they going to do from the mac pro and i said the m1 max is too big 57 billion transistors is already an insanely big chip 
for anything other than like $8,000 server processors. There's no way they make a bigger chip. They're going to take two of them and stick them together with an interconnect. That's exactly what they did. But we thought it would happen in a Mac Pro and they would just say it's a dual chip thing. They didn't, we didn't, I didn't think they'd stick them on an interposer in a single package that the OS sees as one processor and call it something new, which they did and fair game, but two M1 Maxes together that the OS, they can see each other's memory and access each other's memory. And the, that interconnect they have is super fast. I don't think it's going to be any kind of real performance penalties. Double, and it's double everything. So it's double the neural engine. It's double yeah. the the video encoders and stuff. If you, you encode or decode ProRes, it's double the video encoders and decoders and stuff. Like it's just going to be ridiculously fast, especially if you do something like video production. The video production guys, because that that the M1 Max was already so crazy fast with that, mm-hmm. the hardware support, it's they're just gonna it's just gonna fly. I wonder if the M1 Max in the Mac Studio how it compares to the M1 Max in the MacBook Pro. I'm assuming it's going to be faster. Uh, my guess is this: in the 16 inch MacBook yep. Pro, the M1 Max uh, with with the M1 Max, there's an option. And I have this with the M1 Pro as well. There's that right. option in in a settings that set, lets you turn on a high performance mode that right. drains the battery faster, but keeps it at its highest performance on long jobs instead mm-hmm. of just burst and then going down. I bet it, since this is plugged into the wall and has a giant heatsink on it, it's just going to always be in that mode. Okay, that makes sense. But otherwise, be the the same whether you have the M1 Max or the M1 Ultra version of this. Maybe faster, and it might its clocks might be a little higher, tiny mm-hmm. bit or something. It's not going to be like an amount that that matters that you notice. Uh, b- before we get going on this, I have a question. So, the the Paramac G5, way 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 back when, yeah, they had a uh, two and a half gig dual processor version. Yes, of that. How does that compare to something like this? Like just technically, uh, those are two different processors in different sockets on a motherboard, okay. and they communicate to each and and I think in that case that way back then processors weren't directly connected to RAM they connected to a bus that had a RAM uh access on it um so software saw two different processors and they did not communicate directly to each other very quickly okay. so if your um if one processor core over here needs something in cache, it, it better be in its own cache. It's not going to read cache from over at the other chip or something like that. So this is much, much, okay. much faster. It's very much like AMD does this. They have in their Zen processors, they have like an IO die, but then they have multiple little dialets with processor cores and they have what they call infinity fabric, which is a high speed interconnect. It's all in one package and that's their Ryzen, you know, whatever number processor. And that's, this is like that on steroids. Speaking of uh, AMD, there, there, there is a single benchmark floating around today yeah. that shows the, the Mac Studio, uh, the, the, the Ultra version of the Mac Studio, mm-hmm. like almost matching the highest end Threadripper, which is, I think it sells for like four grand, which is, I mean, yeah, just, and that's, it's a, that's just the chip that sells for four grand. It's, uh, not the highest end, but a, a high end one. It's the 32 core one or something like that. Um, there's a 64 core and there's this epic processors, which have more 128 cores and stuff like yep. that. 
and that they all do the same thing, multiple chiplets with an interconnect. Honestly, the benchmarks are exactly what you would expect. Single core benchmarks are the same, the same. as the M1, right. the M1, the M1 Pro, and M1 Max. One core goes the same speed, right. give or take 5% or something. Right. And then it's more cores, and it's got double the cores, so it's multi-core scores like twice as much as an M1 Max. Exactly. It's 24,000. That, that absolutely obliterates any consumer desktop chip, anything from Intel, Alder Lake, any Zen 3 chip from AMD, any of that stuff isn't close. It's just yeah. not even in the I mean, ballpark. I, I wonder what Intel, like Intel just kind of caught up with the M1 Pro Max and now they just, yeah. like, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. The uh, most impressive part about this chip announcement for me was that they're doing all this. When you look at what they're, their energy consumption is it's tops out at like a hundred Watts or something, which yep. I mean, some of that's what they put in gaming notebooks on the Windows side. That's, right, right. that's so far it's, it's workstation power and at like a third, the power use, like it's, it's crazy. It's, they're not even, I, I'm sure Intel and AMD will come out with something faster within the next year. But it's going to use three times the the power. And by then, we'll we'll be looking at Apple will be working on the M2 Ultra already. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's uh, crazy. Super impressive chip. When you watch a presentation like that and and kind of dive into these specs, it it really makes me wonder, like, what Steve Jobs would have seen, what what he would have, how he would have been able to uh, handle all this. Yeah, how that that was always his thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he used to. Uh, have those those uh, PC big offs back when you know we're talking about uh, megahertz rather than gigahertz. Yeah, but like this would have been totally his game. He would have just loved all this stuff. I think there would have been more of a direct comparison. Probably he, he liked to do this sort of like Apple doesn't do that anymore. Apple only compares against old Apple stuff. Yeah, I and mean, they'll have those like a chart with like one PC thing or something, but it's not like it was. Yep. Yeah, they did that in this. They they yeah. compared it to a core i9 12900K and a GeForce 3090. You know, and, and some of that's laughable. Like it shows it being as fast as a GeForce 3090. Like in no real world, like maybe counting teraflops or doing some weird GPU compute specific task, but in no real world graphic situation are two M1 Max's graphics anywhere close to <laughs> <laughs> G4 3090. But still, power utilization, it's not even close. So there's an M1 Max model of the Mac Studio. That's 1999. Right. Mm-hmm. I was going to say 199, but it's 1999. <laughs> you honestly need to spend a little more because you're not going to get this with a 512 gig SSD, right? 32, it comes in 32 or 64 gigs of RAM, and 32 is probably fine. That that SSD, you're going to need more storage. Yeah, but this is the kind of thing where if you're spending two thousand dollars on a on a on a desktop, you're going to probably keep for five, seven, ten years. Just yeah, get what you can afford. Yeah, spend. You're right. going to spend an extra two hundred dollars for like the one or two gig SSD. Yeah, you are. It can support up to four displays. Up to well, it supports up to five displays, five, yeah. one four K display, and then four six K displays, mm-hmm. uh, which is Pretty cool because the past, uh, that's been one of the complaints about the previous Macs that have been released that the external display supports 
somewhat restrictive. Yeah, they're still not happy with how it took a step back with the Apple Silicon MacBooks from what Intel, the Intel ones were offering. And even the latest ones, even the new MacBook Pros aren't what the old Intel MacBook Pros were in terms of external display support. So this, they gotta be, you gotta be happy with this. It'll, it'll do four ProRes XDRs uh, hooked up to those Thunderbolt four ports and one HDMI display. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to call a $2,000 or $4,000 desktop affordable, but for the people who, who want this type of power in a, in a Mac or a PC, it kind of is like, it's kind of on that level where it's like, Oh, all right. I can, yeah, I can, I can get that. I expected worse. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I expected it to I not expected be, a... to, be the, to be the max version and 6,000 to match the Mac pro. Right. So I, what the hell is the Mac Pro going to look like? Uh, like it, if this it, is this. <laughs> yeah. Before we get more into charts, just since we're talking about price, I maxed out one of these. I didn't okay. buy it because I ain't got that money. <laughs> maxed maxed out. It's 7,000. Wait, yeah. was it seven or 8,000? I forget what I said. Uh, I think it's 79.99. And that's with, um, all, you know, a hard drive and all that. Like we're talking about like two that's, terabytes. and That's the the fully maxed out max max studio which is the ultra with 64 cores 128 gigs of store of ram, ram yeah. and eight terabytes of storage is 79.99 right okay. i mean that's 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 not bad the, <laughs> it's really not bad the mac pro is it's like it starts less than that but like the yeah. the eight thousand dollar version of the mac pro is like all you do is you take the processor up one tiny step right and i think uh and and the storage up one tiny step it's le- it's way less storage it's yeah. way less ram the processor is vastly slower like you have to spend three times as much on yeah. a mac pro to get yeah. the same performance and it's going to be this big honking thing like literally three times as much. It's like twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. To to get this equivalent, and then you can go up even further from there. Right. Right. But and and there still be some things that this probably does faster. Yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's just it's remarkable what Apple has done. I mean, it's been less than two years since they announced that they were even doing this, and about eighteen months, sixteen months since they first rolled them out, and this is where we're at. It's it's crazy, just crazy. But back to the ports that. Uh, Roman was talking about. I'm I I give them like an A, just an A, not an A plus on these ports. It's almost everything just right. They totally nailed like four Thunderbolt port, four ports on the back. Awesome. Yeah. Two USB A ports. Thank God. Yeah. Apple. Yeah. Yes. USB A is still in use. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, no, like, it's 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 cool that they recognize that. Yeah. Right, like somebody hands you a thumb drive and says, "Here's that file you wanted." Ninety nine percent of the time, yeah, it's sure. USB A. Micro, buy a new microphone, USB A. Yeah. Audio interface, USB A. Webcam, USB A. Like new stuff, it's USB A. So two USB A ports. Thank God they put that on there. HDMI, and then they did the. Same headphone jack they've been doing on the MacBook Pros where it's a high impedance headphone jack. The only gripe is that it's HDMI 2 and not 2.1, which means 4K 60 limit, no 4K 120 hertz and right. or 8K or any of that stuff, which that would have been nice, especially in something like this. 
or people doing video production and stuff. Maybe next time. <laughs> but, oh, and then on the front, then you put ports on the front, which is like, oh my God, can't believe they marred the front of their device with ports. <laughs> it's awesome. They put an SD card slot on there, which is people use video, I mean, audio recorders and stuff like that, SD cards all the time, cameras. Uh, and two, is it two or three ports, Roman? I forget it's two. It's two ports. Yeah. And on the Max, it's USB-C, mm-hmm. but on the Ultra, it's uh, Thunderbolt. Yeah, Thunderbolt 4, uh, again, yeah. hook up displays or whatever if you want. So yeah, right. super awesome. They put that stuff on the front. So the only gripe is that HDMI port isn't HDMI 2.1. Other than that, excellent, excellent job on these ports. So the Mac Studio, it's 3.7 inches tall. It's 7.7 inches square. So it's the same square shape as the Mac Mini, but it's it's taller, obviously. Uh, and it's silver. It's not space gray. What else about the Mac Studio? Well, the Mac Studio came, was introduced with... Oh, one thing I wanted to point out. So which makes it a little more compelling because we were talking about the Mac Pro. So the Mac Pro, you know, you get the afterburner uh, cards that you can use with it, but those afterburner cards are only one way. They only, I forget if they only decode or encode, but they don't just do encoders. both. Yeah. Right. Whereas the uh, ProRes uh, accelerators on the Ultra and on the Max do both. Yeah, there's get, uh, two decoders and there's four encoders on yeah. the Ultra because there's double yeah. everything. Um, so they said you can decode and play 18 simultaneous streams of 8K ProRes 422, which if you're a video producer, you, you just did a spit take. Well, I mean, I think anyone <laughs> would do is like, that's like what? Yeah, what? Well, I mean, because the, yeah. There are people out there with Macs doing video production right now that struggle to do one <laughs> of that, of 8K ProRes 422 playback. So 18 at once. It's overkill. So another product was revealed to go along with the Mac Studio, and that's the Mac Studio Display. Apple finally has a new display that kind of complements the, well, I don't want to say complement the the Pro Display XDR because in some ways, in some ways it's better than the Pro Display XDR. It's the Pro Display XDR is kind of showing its age it's, now. It's a consumer display. The way I looked at it when I started writing up all those features is it really is a way to just take any desktop Mac or your or your lap or your Mac laptop and turn it into an iMac, right? They stuck all the iMac stuff into a display, the camera and all that other kind of speakers, all that stuff. And so if you have a Mac Mini, uh, uh, an M1 M1M Mac Mini hooked up to like a run-of-the-mill Dell monitor, right now you can buy that <laughs> at 1600 bucks, or it starts at 1600 bucks. It, it ain't cheap. It's about the cost of an iMac. But yeah, as Jason said, it kind of brings all that iMac stuff, that all-in-one stuff with, you know, you just need to bring an external Mac with you <laughs> to it. <laughs> The display end of it is the part that kind of disappointed me because it's the same 5K deep P3 color display that we have had on the 27-inch iMac for like five or six years now. 
You know, I think it's I think it's peak brightness is a little brighter. That's about it. Uh, no HDR, no pro, no promotion, no like just just 5K true tone. That's it. That's fine. It's a good monitor and stuff, but it no HDR and stuff. It's a little behind the times for sixteen hundred bucks. Yeah, for, for for that money, you'd expect promotion. You expect HDR. That's yeah. it's it's expensive. One or the other or something, right? Uh, but they put the 12 megapixel ultra wide camera that they have on all the new iPads and stuff there with center stage. Awesome. That's even without center stage, that's just going to be a way better video conference. That's finally a good webcam in there. You know, uh, the three away Ray mic, same as in the 24 inch iMac, six speakers with uh, spatial audio, same as in 24 inch iMac. So all that stuff. And then they slapped on the back. Um, three Thunderbolt port, I mean, three USB-C ports and a Thunderbolt port. And the Thunderbolt port, it's Thunderbolt 3, but um, which it's just for the display. That's how you hook up to your Mac. But it supplies power to your MacBook up to 96 watts. You can charge so a, you can fast charge a 14-inch MacBook Pro. Yeah, which is like that's, they stuck the big old power adapter in the thing, basically. Because yeah. you're right. <laughs> So uh, all of that, very nice. Like it, the only, <laughs> it doesn't go up and down though. Yeah. <laughs> it still well, doesn't. It can. It can if you want, if you really want it, it to. It can't. <laughs> so it tilts. It tilts like uh, 30 degrees and you can, for $400, you can get a, it with a stand that goes up and down four inches or for the same price, still, still 1600 bucks, you can get a Visa mount. And it's worth noting that these are not interchangeable. They are built in. You have to decide at purchase time, and that's what you get. When I when I saw the the little swivel thing, I said to myself, I said, "Oh man, that's going to cost like eight hundred dollars." You knew you knew it was going to be an add on. It does make me wish the iMac was designed with that thing, though. The twenty four inch iMac with that would have been really nice. That that swivel arm thing, it, it's. Uh, certainly worth an extra hundred, even one ninety nine at Apple's crazy things. But like yeah. four hundred dollars, right. I guess I'll just put it up on top of a <laughs> few reams of paper again because right. I'm not spending four hundred dollars yeah, for it's four like inches the, of travel. It's like the wheels, like like the Mac wheels. Like it's like what? Who? Like what? Like that's just it's just not anything. Even if you need that. And I yeah. desperately have to have you find another way to do it. Yeah, exactly. I would, and I'd gladly find another way to do it. And yeah. what you're going to end up seeing is risers, all the, all the risers that exist for iMacs, people using those. And you're going to see people making stands that match, but hook into the visa mount. And they're going to say, get the visa mount version and our stand for a hundred dollars that goes up and down and lets you turn it sideways sure. and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a little. I was I wasn't surprised at the price, but I was hoping it would be maybe twelve ninety nine to start. Uh, you know, it's 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 a little high, but you know, it's it's Apple. That's Apple's thing. Yeah, at that price, I wanted either HDR or ProMotion. Exactly both would have right. been great, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If it had both of those for fifteen ninety nine, then then we're then that's a that's a that's a value. If you yeah for yeah, that's a value. Then you start then you start going. Why would you buy a Pro Display XDR? Like then that's really just for the professionals who need like really, really good HDR all the time and calibrated colors and yada. Exactly. Yada. 
And you can make the argument, well, you know, most people aren't going to notice those things. Maybe, but they're also not going to spend 1600 bucks on a display. The people that Apple's yeah. targeting are going to notice. I, I, especially with HDR. Like yeah. regular people notice HDR immediately. They may not even sure. know it's called HDR, but you, right. you fire up a video on Apple TV that's got HDR and it looks amazing. It looks yep. crisp and rich colors and good blacks and all the stuff. Anyway, yeah, not not in love with this studio display, but it, it's it's good. It's just kind of the wrong price and the stand stuff is still ridiculous. Yeah, and it's nice. I mean, the design, honestly, of both of those things, the Mac Studio and the studio display, the design's okay. Yeah. It's very functional and utilitarian. It's not like, oh my god, that's gorgeous. I need it on my desk. It's it's mm-hmm. fine. I I actually like the Mac Studio for for I, the I like them both. High performance thing. Yeah, it wasn't like like uh, Roman wrote an article this morning about the Paramount G4 Cube and comparing them and like when that yeah. came out, it was like, oh my god, that thing is just gorgeous. Like you don't get that with the Mac Studio. It's oh, it's functional it. and it's it's nice. You didn't like the Mac, <laughs> I, the, the, cube, the cube? It looked like a one of those plastic things that you put over a tissue box to, <laughs> to make the tissues come up. Yeah, that's what people called it—the tissue, tissue box. box. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like the look of it either. Oh my goodness! It, it, I think the yeah. Mac Studio looks a lot better than the Mac Pro with all the, the, the aluminum holes and stuff yeah. like that. It, it kind of triggering the cheese, and the cheese grater stuff and everything. Um, I would rather have it on my desk, and I, yeah, yeah, they did such a good job with the ports and all that stuff. Yeah, Hope, hopefully it's super quiet, like they say. But you know, yeah, I would sight or or ears unseen. I would I would bet it is. Apple's really would, good with that stuff. Yeah, I would especially the M1 Max version is probably very quiet. If anyone's loud, it's the it's the Ultra when you start doing crazy stuff. But I bet I bet you're right. I bet it's quiet. Uh, so the studio display is available with standard glass, was essentially glossy, and the nano texture glass, which mm-hmm. is an extra three hundred dollars. Uh, so if you get the nano texture glass and then you get the height adjustable stand, you're paying twenty two ninety nine for that. That's, that's, yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot for a twenty seven yeah. inch five K monitor without. Uh, we shouldn't say it's. Here. We shouldn't say it's glossy because they do say they have the anti reflective coating. Right, so it's not like they they right, Apple has right. done glossy displays in the past, like straight up mirrors. <laughs> it's it's not like that. It is the anti reflective coating. It's kind of like what you're going to get on a MacBook or something, which you know you can see light reflecting in it, but it's not like a you know it's not reflecting everything behind you. Yeah, the nano textured glass stuff is awesome. Yeah, but you you really have to really really need <laughs> to minimize reflections and stuff to be worth paying that kind of put it in perspective and it's a segue of sorts 27 inch high-end 27 inch iMac or the all of them just the 27 inch yeah. iMac yeah the 27 high-end 27 inch iMac with the 3.8 gigahertz 8 core core i7 was 22.99 so it's the same price okay. as that display i think those started at 18 i want to say Maybe yeah, two, something yeah. like that. But um, those yeah. are gone now. They don't Apple Wait, how, un, unceremoniously. How much was the high end twenty seven inch iMac? Twenty two ninety nine. The standard config. Okay. It, not customized with the super. I, I think it was a ten core processor. I don't remember. Yeah. But the highest and end, more yeah. RAM and all that other stuff. Yeah. Right. The, but the highest standard config was twenty two ninety nine, okay. which is the same price as that high end. I. Display. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say there is not going to be a new larger iMac 
at least yeah. for quite a while. I think you're right about that. I think yeah. what they want, I think the reason they put all this stuff in this studio display is what they want is, look, the iMac is the 24-inch thing. And if you want a bigger desktop, you can get a Mac, you, you get the studio display right. and you get a Mac mini or you plug in your MacBook or yeah. a Mac studio. You know, you've got price flexibility in what you plug into that thing. But that's going to be their solution for that for like two years. Yeah. They'll, they'll eventually maybe be some big iMac and it'll have like HDR or something, but it's going to be a lot, not this year. It's going to be a yeah, way and out. They, they, they kind of showed that like, you know, I was going back through the, some of the rumors and, you know, like a, a lot of this stuff was, was there. We mm-hmm. just didn't put it all together because we didn't know what Apple was planning. Like we had heard rumors of a 27 inch display for a while. Yeah. And we always kind of talked amongst each other, like, well, if there's a 24 inches, is, is, is three inches that much difference? Because before it was 21 and a half yeah. going to 27, that's a that big difference. That was huge. Yeah. yeah. 24 to 27, it, it never really seemed like it was that big of a leap. And now we understand why, because there were, it's, it's, it's a standalone display. It's not an iMac. And it, yeah. you know, if you're doing the supply chain stuff, you got the camera. You got the ports, you got yep. the speaker. So it does seem like an iMac. Yeah. It's just not. Uh, we and should mention all those other things are controlled by an A13 inside yeah. the thing. And that's in part so that like center stage and all that other stuff, you can exactly. plug in any old Mac to this that doesn't have the hardware necessary right. to do all those things. Um, so it's managing all that stuff. I looked at it and I said, point A13 is a lot. They could totally i don't know how much storage is attached to it or anything but wouldn't it be awesome if you could just turn it on without a mac yeah hooked up at all and just get apple tv yeah just the apple tv interface that would be so amazing yeah. <laughs> they could I mean, do I, that and i wonder if that's not like the next step here yeah to to be something like that or even an ipad screen like it could do that, yeah. Too at some point, like there's always these rumors about this hybrid Mac hybrid thing, touch screen. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the first step toward that. Yeah, uh, it, they could at very least, if they don't don't want to do like a whole Apple TV, you know, turn on an Apple TV and you have to buy a remote and stuff. It would be neat if when if you turned it on and it wasn't plugged into any Mac or anything, it had no video input source. It would still turn on a target for AirPlay. Okay. Yep. So that you could airplay to it. Just, just a wireless thing. Yeah, sure. That would be, that'd be yeah, cool. that'd be awesome. Yeah. I don't even know if it has any wireless. I, it, they didn't talk about that. Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. They didn't say. Yeah. They didn't mention so that. I, and I, I'm guessing I not. I bet it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. No. But it definitely feels like with that A processor and they're, they're setting it up. Yeah. Possibilities. Yeah. It's weird that it's, I, I mean, the A13 seems like a, Overkill for maybe they need that for the center stage stuff. Maybe it's that's the minimum. Well, I, they don't, I think that's the the lowest processor. They oh, no, that's not true. The Apple TV has a has a lower has an A12, I think. Because yeah. I was thinking, of, I was thinking of the iPad, the ninth gen iPad is an A13. I thought maybe that was the one they, mm-hmm. the most recent, oldest one they make. But that's but not I don't think that there's anything with center stage that doesn't at least have an A13. That's true. I think it's a neural engine thing. Yeah, it could be. Makes sense. That, that'd be my guess. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. During the presentation, uh, John Turnus, who did a lot of the Mac Studio stuff, mentioned that there's only one Mac yeah. left for the transition, which is the Mac Pro. Yeah. They just kind of dropped that and said, and, and we'll tell you about that, that later. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, was a yeah. Good, it was a good little teaser. Yeah. 
uh, that he said that's 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 for another day and you know maybe wwe walked off this is a good it served multiple purposes to let people know there's a mac pro on the horizon not that this mac studio isn't the replacement for the mac yeah that was i think the important thing because when they when they slapped in a dual m1 max into the thing that we didn't expect Right then, I think a lot of people would have been like, "Well, is this the Mac Pro now? Right, Did they right. just rename it Studio?" Uh, and they wanted to make it clear, but they also said that the M1 Ultra was the last chip in the M in the M1 line. Yeah, so, it said one final M1. Yep. So one wonders what's going to be in the Mac Pro then. Exactly. Are they going to? I guess is you can get it with two M1 Ultras, but it's going to look like two processors. It's going to be two processors in the machine. It's going to go back to a dual processor, dual, dual processor, (laughs) (laughs) dual, dual. (laughs) Which we had heard rumors about that too. We're talking about two dies on the same chip and then two of those. You know, German, uh, Mark German of Bloomberg has kind of floated that idea. So yeah, that that that's entirely possible. It's also notable that. The Intel Mac Pro yesterday got an option for this uh, Radeon Pro W6600X. Jason, you would probably know what that means. It's just the newer version of um, their uh, AMD's workstation graphics okay. chip. They, this is common uh, in all of their um, every Mac that has had like replaceable graphics cards. Every now and then. They just quietly just go like, oh, there's a new option. You can just buy one of the new workstation graphics cards. They also, I think, upgraded the entry level on the Mac Pro. It's to five five twelve gigabytes of storage, and I think maybe the processor. It's either yeah, the processor or RAM, something else relatively minor. Uh, I don't think a lot of people who buy the Mac Pro are getting the entry level anyway. And now you'd be crazy to, because for. For half the price, yeah. For the Mac Studio, you're gonna you're gonna get way more for Studio. Unless you have some app that hasn't been optimized yet, maybe it's Uh, maybe it's a custom. Yeah, that simply won't run in Rosetta. Because even in Rosetta, I bet you you're gonna crush the equivalently priced entry level Mac Pro. Anything from the uh, presentation that stood out? It was it was International Women's Day, so. Most of the presenters were women. Yeah, it was it was great to see. I mean, the presentation itself was fine. It didn't have like the really cool transitions that we've been accustomed to. There was there was some, but um, I think it's time. Uh, and I would assume in the fall, Apple needs to get back to its traditional events. I'm guessing WWDC will be in person this year. They're bringing if they're bringing all their employees back in April. Uh, then I think they're going to be ready to. They're going and they're going to probably require a negative test or or vaccine record or something to attend to attend in person. But uh, my guess is WWDC's in person this year. Yeah, that's the kind of event that really loses out if you're a developer by not being there. Yeah, I mean, it's not just the sessions; it's all the networking stuff you do between them, just running into people in the halls and all that other stuff and. So that's that's going to be a big deal for them. We only care about that that first day presentation where it's all the new products, and then you know right. the little tidbits that you get out of some of the sessions out here and there. But for developers, it's a big deal to be there. 
I'm glad that the event didn't have some hokey introduction that they sometimes do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they they True. tend to do that for their live events more so than their <laughs> recorded ones. But yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, the 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 nicest thing I saw was the black um, accessories. Oh, right, they're, they're nice. That they it's I, the I, it's the same um, keyboard with ten key and touch ID. And the uh, trackpad and the magic mouse are now all available in space gray, in black. Oh, they it's call like, it. Yeah, they call it black. Yeah, it's, I don't well, know why. It's, it's well, it's it's way darker. The space gray was you, you know yeah kind of aluminum. This is black. It's 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 like dark mode black. It's very dark. It is it's on the nice. mouse. It is on the mouse. Um, yeah. But the trackpad and the keyboard look like you know. There's ten shades of space gray. It looks like the dark shade of space gray. Um, but they look awesome. I would yeah, totally really nice. like if I was buying a new machine and needed peripherals, I would 100% get these. <laughs> they look yeah, great. It, they're, they're awesome. Uh, in fact, well, they, so the space gray is gone. The black is the only, so black and white are the only options. Yep. And it's a bit, a bit bemusing that the, the freaking magic mouse is still sticking around, I guess. Still <laughs> like, charges from the bottom. Still charges from the bottom. Still hasn't been updated in like a decade, and that's it. Like we're not going anywhere with that. That's it. That's that's we're 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 keeping that. <laughs> it's it's the it is the side option that whereas the default is the trackpad. And I really think that they right the trackpad people with, and want I, I have one here and I love it. It's awesome. Hmm. But uh, I can't get I, used to it. I, I keep using my mouse. <laughs> I have both. I have a razor, a razor, just a simple clicking mouse, and yeah. uh, the trackpad. I, I I go back and forth. I like the trackpad because of the gestures. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's something that's nice about having a mouse here and there too. But those accessories are just awesome. Simple, simple, very simple change. Do they cost nice. more? They do not. Oh yeah, N- yeah. No Apple, <laughs> Apple has done that in the past. Where if you want yeah. the new color, it's like twenty dollars more. Now th- these are the same. They're they're one hundred and fifty for the trackpad. Hundred bucks, I think, for the mounts at one twenty. I forget. Whatever it is, it's yeah. the same price. Zero question, I would get the black ones for sure. Yeah, don't get that white. Regardless of what my Mac looked like, whatever color my Mac is, I don't care. I would definitely get black ones exactly. with everything. I have a white trackpad, manual trackpad. I might just bite the bullet and upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you have to just get them all and just. Show well, on the YouTube. Only thing show I the comparison. I have a space gray keyboard, which I'll keep, and I don't. Yeah. I don't use the magic mouse, so I don't care about that. Okay. That does it for this episode of the MacWorld Podcast, episode seven hundred eighty-three. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the MacWorld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify, on Amazon Music or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time. 